We are the existentialists. Four existential psychotherapists invite you to join us in a dialogue about what it means to live an existentially tuned life. Your hosts are Xavier Williams, therapist in Vancouver, Canada. Janelle Dresner, therapist in Edmonton, Canada. Chelsea Stenner, therapist in South Surrey, Canada. And Mihaela Lounano, therapist in Vancouver, Canada. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode nine, which is going to be a little different than our usual. Last episode, we posed the question of who are you really? And let's just say it has sparked our own interest in answering that question with each other. So in this episode, you'll get to know us a bit better because we're going to share our first impressions of one another, particularly noting how our view of each other has changed and shifted over the years. This is a bit of a prelude to the next episode in which we will explore the topic of authenticity. We also want to thank you again for your ongoing support. Please leave us a rating on your podcast player and subscribe. All right, shall we begin? Let's start with Zav. To me, straight away. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you should, as we say in supervision, you can lay back and relax. (laughs) (laughs) And let everything we tell you impress upon you and see how the impact is. And then at the end of this, you can enter into dialogue and tell us your position towards this. Is that okay? I think I, I think I can live with that, yeah. Okay. Okay, I can start. I mean, I'm, I think I probably shared this with you, but like I, I think we met first um, at the um, intro seminar for EA when you took the introductory seminar to, to join the cohort, cohort three. And I definitely remember you from that time because you were one of the most, the people who smoked the, spoke, smoke, <laughs> not smoke, <laughs> but spoke the most and with a lot of confidence. And self-assurance. So that's uh, that's what stood out to me from from that. And you seem to me to have the courage to to voice some positions or opinions that were not necessarily, you know, in line with other people in the group. And yet you were able to stand your ground. So I appreciate that uh, when I met you then. So the courage, confidence, and the willingness to share. And I remember a memory when you shared about your desire to go into the outer space the freedom that that evoked in you and the fear that it evoked in other people in the group. So that's also one of the first kind of memories that I, I have about you. And I kind of said, oh, this is someone who really likes, uh, is curious and likes adventure and exploration. So these are my impressions from that time. And I think they hold to this day to a large extent. I'd like to think so. I think it's not too far off from how I see myself, I don't think. I think the first time that I met you, Zav, was actually here at the office. Yeah, just in passing. And because I had actually I'd seen you prior to that here. But then I, that was the first time I'd introduced myself because we were going on the trip to Argentina for the World Congress in Existential Psychotherapy. And so I think my first impression of you without even speaking to you was actually that you were mature. I don't know if that holds anymore, <laughs> but it was certainly... What happened, Chelsea? <laughs> well, then we went to Argentina. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, that sold that impression. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you kind of struck me as, as quite mature and then introduced myself and it was such a brief meeting. So then the next time that I think we met was in Argentina. And at that time, I saw you as very friendly outgoing, very active person and down to have fun, down to do anything, somebody that likes to bring groups of people together and someone that I felt like I could joke around with right away. So I appreciated that. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I like playing. It's good fun. Yes, conflict. (laughs) My first experience of you was like absolute awe of like this guy just not shy away from conflict because you would argue and debate people in the group and it was so uncomfortable for me but it also was like 
I could live vicariously through this person that could argue Mahila. And so I would say you're actually ironically one of the people who taught me how to be comfortable disagreeing and that like it's okay you don't have to not stop liking the person for it you just don't agree so I experienced you as very provocative and a breath of fresh air because you had quite different view, like extremely different viewpoints than the community I had grown up with and had been a part of so I don't think that that's changed so much except that now I've gotten to know a lot more of the side of you that you actually don't like conflict like real deep relational conflict you don't like but I I would never have thought that from just having a surface level interaction with you not in a million years yeah I agree Juno. I agree yeah. but I think Sav wants to respond to that oh <laughs> I mean kind of kind of like I said just now that the the it's about authenticity. So let me give my my actual impression, my actual feeling. And so I don't know if Mama Highland and um, Chelsea would have seen that. I, um, I stopped looking at them and, and my focus is much more on the table. It's kind of the kind of my reaction when people talk about me, I mean, not necessarily like in glowing terms, but just generally, just I don't feel that any of you are, are off. There's much of how I see myself and present myself is as you describe, I do like to play and have fun and I get really enthusiastic with lots of people. I'm a, I'm an extrovert. I like, I like that people have fun and entertaining all that kind of stuff. I've always been seen as mature, like always. And to many extents I am, but I really like, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I turned 39 a few weeks ago and like, I still feel like maybe like 20. I have to remind you. Know what? What? I don't experience you as old. Not that I'd say you're immature, but I definitely, that was also one of my first impressions. Like you're incredibly childlike, not, not in immaturity, but just in this like. But in this like playfulness and this uh, looking at the world with wonder and genuinely enjoying life and finding it pleasurable in different ways. I also sense like mischievous mm-hmm. undertones within mm-hmm. that. Right. Yeah. That's maybe the side of me that people don't always see. And Janelle's entirely right about my aversion to conflict. So does that mean that you're pretty authentic? Hmm. That's a good, thanks. Thanks for putting me on the spot. <laughs> Are you authentic, Zav? Um, <laughs> it's the litmus test for authenticity who are you really who am i really <laughs> well okay so he's blushing everyone <laughs> are you actually going to release this episode you, he's just giggling oh we are why don't you tell us about the dragon oh the dragon the dragon okay i don't have any tattoos i've never never actually had the inclination uh, maybe every now and then. And then just recently, I kind of something popped into my head. And then I was thinking, well, oh, well what could you get? Because, you know, at least to my mind, it's got to be meaningful. Or, you know, not just some trite kind of, oh, I'm going to put the sun in the moon. Hey. Oh. Those um, are very meaningful to some people on this podcast. <laughs> at least put the no on it. The God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> we'll see. I had this idea that I would get a tattoo of a chameleon. Right, because in many ways, kind of as the three of you have alluded to, like that does represent my outward changeability, right? My adaptability. Um, when I was growing up, there was a very real chance that I was going to kind of go into the diplomatic corps, the French diplomatic corps, and like the diplomat has always been my kind of thing, and that kind of coincides with what I discovered re- lately about that, you know, the Enneagram Nine, right? The peacemaker, the kind of the keeping all those relations harmonious i think but the side of me this maybe the partly the subversive side the maybe the kind of more assertive what did you say mahila self-assured kind of confident and then even kind of as janelle was pointing out kind of you didn't say aggressive but uh, you know, conflict. Like, able to engage in conflict and tolerate conflict and even um, encourage conflict uh-huh. i would say Okay, I'll take that maybe under advisement. <laughs> so the rest of the tattoo in my mind is that there's a chameleon, but his shadow isn't that of a chameleon, but the, of that of a dragon. 
and I think it, you know if we were talking in Jungian terms, I think we would be touching on my shadow side. Like that would be the the parts of me that I not necessarily that I disown, but maybe that I I definitely hide or I haven't come to fully embrace yet. I think. I think for myself, I, I kind of felt or sensed that shadow. I mean, not the full display of it, mm. <laughs> hopefully. But yeah, I think that's why my impression was more around um, confidence and, mm. you know, assertiveness and capacity to hold your ground in yeah. conflict and stuff like that. In truth, there is a, a lot of my confidence is derived from a sense of, of knowing that I could be that dragon and breathe fire. Mm-hmm. I don't because for a whole host of reasons. One, because I like people and I'm nice and kind and stuff. But Do you really? Do, do I you? really like people? Yes. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't do this job if I didn't. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a prerequisite, wow. no? <laughs> <laughs> Not your turn, Chanel. <laughs> Just you wait. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, no, I, yeah, I should keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and it's maybe a bit too early. We'll t- we talk about this, but certainly embracing, if not displaying, but at least embracing that other side of me, those other parts of me, in the last several years has been a, a thing for me. Right? Maybe, hopefully, maybe moving towards being more more of my authentic self. I don't know if my impression of you is quite like a dragon, mm-hmm. but something that is strong. Mm-hmm. Something that is sure-footed. Mm-hmm. I think to me, your confidence comes across more within capability. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have a decent sense and awareness of how you can trust yourself and navigate mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. or contexts. And I guess that's the sure-footedness mm-hmm. piece that I'm mm-hmm. referring to. But I don't, yeah, I'm not sure about Dragon. Maybe we haven't seen that side. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Are you going to see it in this episode? I doubt it. We'll try our best. You can try. To bring it out. <laughs> you have to. You can. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I think being in training with you, though, we've seen probably more glimpse of it than you would have seen, Chelsea. Uh, true. Like when you and Mahila argue, like there's you can see there's this like flash that happens, and then he's like actively trying to hold it back. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Although that's a baby dragon you've seen. Oh, <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Well, thanks for being in the hot seat, Sav. Uh, that's okay. I was going to say it's it's enough about me now. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I guess you should choose the next person then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so comfortable, is it? <laughs> okay, well, Janelle, then it's you. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Okay. Oh, wow. You're excited? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love this stuff. Okay, so we can tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on. We can tell you who you really are. <laughs> I can start. So I have a very, 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 very distinct memory of my first impression of you. In fact, I remember the first time you kind of joined our training cohort. That was, I say our, because it, it existed before you and a few other people joined. And I, I remember your haircut, which was kind of short. You struck me as just very shy and very anxious. I get a disappointed feeling when I come across shy and anxious people because they don't engage with me. All right. And so I was, you were disappointed by me. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's not, exactly, that's not exactly what I said. <laughs> is it not? Try, try no. to listen carefully. He's going to say it again. <laughs> is it that you... You were disappointed because you would want more from Janelle, it, it, like to engage yeah. with you because yes. shy and anxious mm. people don't usually, you were saying? Indeed. You sound like a therapist, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> reframe, reframe. <laughs> I'm just yanking your chain. Duh, no, thanks. Yeah, no, it wasn't so much that you you didn't disappoint me, but I like to see something in people. I like to see a spark uh, thing. And on that day, you didn't, at least to my mind, didn't display any, you know, obviously subsequent to that, that's clearly not the case. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps you could speak to the change that would be appreciated. <laughs> so we're not left on a disappointing note. You basically, 
told me I had no life spark when you met me. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's that's what I saw. But uh, but over the years, over the what six or so years now, that was obviously you in a different state or a different stage in your growth or whatever it was because you've got tons of life spark and you can see it there's a twinkle in your eye there's a a defiance uh an energy absolutely about you but that wasn't on display that first day and i think this is partly kind of what we're trying to do here is is note the difference between our first impressions and then discovering who somebody really Mm -hmm. is right seeing more of their authentic selves not just as as we see, but also as they become more of their authentic selves. But that's definitely not untrue. I was extremely anxious. So ironically, even though that wasn't very representative of who I am or how I would describe myself, that was very true. Like that really was happening for me that day. I kind of knew the group wasn't so excited about having new people join. So that was like, oh, am I worthy? And there was lots of that. And and then I also had major social anxiety back in the day. So yeah, but that's actually a very true impression. Totally. I just want to say that that was a very difficult day for the group. And a very, I mean, in the sense of like two mini group was joining a bigger group that already existed and there were dynamics. So I think that first impression is definitely colored by that but still very, very accurate for, for that moment. But yeah, definitely, I don't think it was yourself, fully yourself, you know, on that day. No. Yeah, and then I would have met you, I'm guessing, while you were in the cohort, because my first impression of you is quite different. I definitely didn't feel that you were shy. I felt that you were, like, very not like outspoken inappropriately, just outspoken in the sense of you were okay to put your thoughts out on the table and and you had this self-assurance about you. I also remember being quite intimidated by your intelligence, your wittiness. I think you have both a cunning and a wisdom to you that comes across. I would say since that time, the intimidation factor has kind of fallen away <laughs> for oh, me. I'm glad. Yeah, in that you feel much more approachable or a little bit softer. Maybe like I, I feel like I get to know more of your underbelly. I guess that you're not so edgy as the first mm. time that I met you. There, I don't know. There was a sharpness and edginess, a pointedness to you initially. Maybe that was partially the anxiety or I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I definitely feel like I get to see a different side of you now, even though of the group here in the podcast, we've known each other the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I think that sharpness is true. I'm coming to reconcile, like we spoke about Zab's um, shadow. Mine is sh- sharp. That comes through quite a bit. And I've got it told that in, in good ways, like this is purposeful and it's helpful in these scenarios and then in ways that it's not been so relationally helpful to be sharp. So yeah, it's definitely a work in progress for me to work with that sharpness, but definitely it is, it's a real thing for sure. Yeah. And for me, like my impressions of you also have um, evolved and changed considerably over time. And they reflect what I perceive in you as being an incredible growth like personal growth and your seriousness, the seriousness with which you took this growth process that I, it's kind of rare to witness in many people. And so, but my first impressions were, I remember like you are a a student in the grad program and I think I, I was impressed by your comments in class. So I guess your intelligence and um, how well prepared you appeared at least and the comments that you made and then through the papers you wrote. And so I, my first impression was around like, wow, that's a very kind of intelligent, sharp, intellectually sharp person. But at the same time, of course, it was there was still the beginning of the, that cohort, the beginning of the group. So you you are obviously um, testing the waters, how much to put yourself out there and how much not. But then I guess I, I got to know you much better in the training cohort, in cohort three. Also, there, there was such a massive growth. And inner development and I think what I what I appreciate about you and what I see in you is like again intelligence with 
depth, courage to delve into very dark places and the courage to share with others, with other people, those dark places and the commitment to continue exploring yourself and in spite of the darkness, in spite of the, the despair sometimes. So that commitment to, yeah, to get to know you, to heal yourself to, and to obviously to accompany others in this journey. Yeah, I also like your witchy side, like in the best, <laughs> the best way of understanding that term, like out of the ordinary, out of the, out of this world a bit, but very sharp. And I really like how you say bullshit when, <laughs> when someone tries to, you know, to project smoking mirrors and stuff like that. Like, I love that. Yeah, that sharpness mm -hmm. is penetrating. Mm -hmm. Like there's... Thank you. Yeah, like you can, you get under the fluff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you call it out. <laughs> Bullshit is my like it has to be one of my favorite oh, yeah. words for sure. But I'm trying to now in my in my growing out of or keeping with my I don't know youthfulness. I'm trying to wield that a little bit better with a little more elegance. But every once in a while, I mm -hmm. I like to call bullshit for sure. Keep doing that. I don't think that anything you guys say doesn't jive with me or surprises me or isn't anything that maybe if, that's already maybe been pointed out or have I haven't already experienced about myself. So that's, I think, a pretty good sign. I know for me, going into existential therapy and the training program, authenticity was one of my favorite terms. And it was something that intrigued me quite a bit because I think it, it has been one of my main virtues, I suppose I try to live by, although not always fully, not really fully comprehending what it is. It's still quite mysterious to me, but that's always good to hear the way I experience myself and the way the outer world experiences me is there are key moments of alignment and I think that's important. So cool. Okay. Big, big someone. Okay. Let's do Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm -hmm. I'll share my impression first. Hop to it. Okay. My first memory of you were like, it really stood out my brain. We were in internship seminar class. So that for those of you who don't know, this class is where you present case studies of clients you're working with. And then we all um, provide group supervision to one another. You were sitting to the left of me, I think. And part of this supervision process is everybody goes around and once the the case is presented and the facts are given, then we each go around and we share what our impression is, like what came up in us as we were listening to the client being presented. And I was really struck by your metaphors. I thought they were so fantastic. And I remember the feeling, not, not that this needs to count for much, but I remember the feeling of, okay, she's got my respect. So I respected you the moment that I met you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were really, really, really smart. And I mean, my impression in looking at you is like, sometimes you'd stare off into the distance. And I was like, what's going on? What's Oops. happening? I'm a bit Chelsea. spacey. You're a bit spacey. And then when you, but it's so funny because then you show up and you gave these like profound metaphors. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So I felt a pull. I felt drawn to you. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to. So I was pretty excited to collaborate with you on this podcast because not really having known you after that, not really having had much continued contact and then working together on this podcast, it's been more confirmation of, of that. I find you quite brilliant and very business savvy and, and hilarious. I think you're really funny. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> it was definitely a mutual in internship seminar, so... Mm -hmm. I do remember us, I think, sitting beside each other that one time. Yeah. I, at least I remember feeling like you were on my right. So I do speak in metaphor a lot. And sometimes I don't know if it's understandable, but I'm glad that it was, that it came across as I meant it to. So oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, totally. Okay, I can go. So again, like I think the first impressions of you, Chelsea, were like uh, from the graduate program like from when again you're a student and like the the spaciness <laughs> was also one of my first impressions <laughs> but I, I agree with Janelle that um, when I will kind of say hey Chelsea 
here, over here. You're always uh, come kind of <laughs> online and <laughs> come on and say something, uh, yeah, very, very smart. So it was like just <laughs> maybe you gathering your thoughts or traveling in outer space. <laughs> but, and then I remember then after that uh, first class kind of that we, we continue to have contact in different uh, courses. Like with Janelle, I, my impression really evolved considerably over time. And I got to, to know you <laughs> more and more as I think who you are. And I think you are brilliant, very, very intelligent, very sharp. Also very, I, I think that's a bit of a difference from what we said with Janelle, with the sharpness sometimes in relationships. You, are, you strike me as someone who really is careful and tries to... Yeah, to really consider other people in when you speak, before you speak. I appreciate that you are not impulsive, like you're not the one kind of jumping in with the first thought or but taking your time and, and forming an impression. And then when you speak, um, you you speak so much with you are so much more grounded in in that. And yeah, sense of humor, huge and love it. And also, yeah, I discover also your business savvy side and I'm very I was very impressed like the conversations we have over time and I said wow that's so down to earth and practical too or Argentina obviously revealed new aspects of you but that they are better left outside the podcast <laughs> but yeah definitely <laughs> confirm like um, I feel drawn to you really appreciate you being part of my life and collaborating on this podcast yeah, I think your impression is accurate. One of the ways that I'm trying to grow, or I think have been growing, and maybe this can be verified by this group, I don't know, is that I am trying to stay a lot more present in the room because it was like my mode of operation to kind of live in my head. And I think that's what the spaciness was, is I'm either in the past or the future thinking, thinking, thinking about things, reflecting. And so a lot of the work for me in more recent years has been to just try to be more grounded in the present, not needing to really think so much. But yeah, the spaciness is definitely a thing. I experience you as, as present. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and that's you're more recent in knowing mm-hmm. me too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I must say that uh, spaciness is not something that I associated with you either. No, I have two first impressions. One is the one you told about mine, right in in this office, and I was a little bit taken aback because you knew who I was. <laughs> I you were. Like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. But it was nice. It was nice that you did introduce yourself, right? And then you put a, I put a face to a name, and because I'd heard of you, of course. But my second first impression of you was Argentina, and that was that whole kind of week or so. And I was incredibly impressed by the two two things. One was in that the one lecture we were in, and it was all in Spanish, and my Spanish is is good for if I want to get some beer and some tapas and maybe kind of a few things, but beyond that it's not. And and you just basically started translating the whole seminar for me. You kind of like wrote down things down and because I arrived late as well and you made space. And I was very touched by that. I was like, wow, like not only are you paying attention to this thing in your in a second language, but you're also devoting time to bring me up to speed. And that was I thought that was pretty neat. I was like, wow, that's obviously incredibly smart but also very kind like so many other people would have sat there and listened and then i you know and not done anything or that was that and then of course our i mean this is a, a little bit of an inside joke and so we're not going to go into it but chelsea and i participated in a let's call it an interesting group therapy session <laughs> and the contrast between us was was palpable right i i participated in it actually and you observed and it was your i'd say steadfastness in it that you kind of refuse to get drawn in, right? It's almost as if you knew instinctively, and we all kind of knew, but you just refused every time the kind of, because they were filming it as well, every time the camera came, you made sure to tell them that they were not to film you. And I was like, wow, like, you know, as my, the, the person who doesn't want to upset me, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could say that, even if I, <laughs> <laughs> that was very much my, my impression of you. And yet, of course, what I think, Certainly what I've come to know is that you're actually very soft and gentle, 
at least you have been in, you know, in all the circumstances, things we've, we've been part of, just, yeah, just very easy, very gentle, very, and enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes not able to for a whole host of reasons, but definitely the enthusiasm is there, the desire is there. And that's kind of in contrast to what I was saying about Janelle's first impression where she was, right? <laughs> I didn't have quite that thing oh, Okay, <laughs> okay Janelle, I'm sorry. I tried to stop him. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Zav. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I was kind of dreading the the existential question of today's episode where it was like, who are you really? Because I often feel quite paradoxical. And so when you referenced like there's a chameleon likeness to you, I also share that. I feel like I can be pointed and sharp, but also really soft and thoughtful and it's very context dependent. So maybe there, I don't know, there's like a flexibility or something, or. or maybe you're subversive like me. Ooh, maybe. What a thought. <laughs> well, just I wanted to add, I mean, you, your impressions have made me think about, yeah, the, there is something very gentle, soft, but there is something firm about you. And I noticed that when you set a boundary or when you say something that you need or want, that there is something very firm and very clear. There is a clarity that is not of the gentle, soft, definitely not fluffy at all, but it's something very serious. Like even the small things like um, about like where we record things and what is, works for both sides, like people in Vancouver, you in White Rock, right? So it's, I really uh, appreciated that, that it comes, to, you come across very clearly, this I can do, this I cannot do. And so that's, uh, there is a solidity and um, something trustworthy for me in that. So yes, to gentleness, softness. I mean, I trust that you show up. I mean, it's not just gentleness and trying to make peace and keep the harmony. You will take your time. You wouldn't say the first time, but you will say something. And I trust that in you. I feel very moved. Thank you all for sharing. I, I, it does resonate. I think it's just... It's extra meaningful or significant hearing someone else reflect yourself back to you. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel teary. So thank you very much for sharing. All right, Mahila. Who's going Mm. first? I can share first, but I'm definitely going to want to jump in again as I'm further inspired. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Just one round. (laughs) Oh. We're not going to be polite and orderly for Mahila's. No, please don't do that to me. Uh, you know what? My first impression of you would have actually been in my undergrad statistics class. Because, oh, you were in that class. Yeah, you yes. filled it, I think, over the summer or yes. something. Yes, I remember now. Yes. Yeah. It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I just thought, you were hilarious. Like your sense of humor is through the roof. You have some of the best jokes and you really, really show up in your humor for me. And so that that's something I, I remember early on. But then in grad school, there was also another side, the more of a scarier side. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because then I was in advanced statistics at that point with you also and I I think yeah I was in the back spacing mm-hmm. out or something trying to distance myself from <laughs> stats because I don't like it and uh, who does Mahila does <laughs> okay <laughs> and she yells at me Chelsea are you dissociated <laughs> and I was like I'm like oh god I'm terrified <laughs> Yeah, so there's, I think there was like a sternness at times if people aren't being respectful. And so I just made sure I was never, ever one of those people. And then I also felt really, really drawn to you. And I felt that you had a really tender side. Like you were somebody that I could talk with about anything. You have like this tenderness, a real like nurturing presence. And so I really, really appreciated that and have just always felt like 
I've just wanted to get to know you more and more. And and we have Mm -hmm. over the years. And I really love how, how beautifully you describe things like in a very profound and simple way. Like there's a simplicity that's really beautiful in how you're able to capture things and then describe experiences that I find really meaningful. And the humor, it, it still comes through and I love it. Mm. You're one of my favorite people to joke around mm. with and to have that, mm. that playful dynamic with. I appreciate all of those things. I also find you mysterious. Oh, I, what do you mean by yeah, that? <laughs> I know, because I, I feel like I've gotten to know more of you, like in terms of your own maybe process or how you show up in relationships. Like I feel like I can have a sense of where you're at or what you're feeling and you share those things. But content wise, it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder to mm-hmm. to get to know you and maybe you're more private mm-hmm. of a person, more mysterious. But uh, more recently, you mm-hmm. have opened up a little mm-hmm. bit more on content side. And yeah, I, I just enjoy really enjoy getting to know you. But the mystery is definitely there. I want to hear some of those jokes. Yeah, well, it's hard to take them out of the context. Yeah. Uh, I'm more on the spot. I mean... Ah, right. Improviser. Improviser, yeah. Lots of... And definitely Mm. stats related, so you wouldn't understand them. (laughs) I wouldn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely relate to that. And especially with the humor. The sternness, I definitely received lots of... Well, obviously feedback reflections about that and not I don't want to I don't have an intention to but I am aware that I come across sometimes especially like I'm not sure about respect but um, because I really like dialoguing like what really some sometimes trigger my side of like that might have been perceived as sternness is like when students for example don't engage yes that's, that's one of my triggers yeah. like the lack of dialoguing engagement not so much the respect but more like, yeah, they, why are they here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, then I why think, am I here? <laughs> I think that you, well, they, <laughs> you actually stated that in yes, class. Like, why times. are any of you here anyways? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> and I try to do it very existentially. Yeah. I don't think it was understood that way, <laughs> for sure. Yes, yeah, so with the mystery, I think yeah, I, I tend to be private. I hate checkings as much as I can. Even on the podcast is the most difficult part of the episodes. Like, how are you doing? I'm like, uh, fine. <laughs> you always suggest them. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, you know why, Janelle? Because I try to stay true to, to the episode structures and to what EA is about. Also, if she's asking us what, how we feel, she doesn't have to say it. Tell us she so feels. Okay, I have a feeling that Sal wants to share something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. I'm actually trying to recall. I, I don't recall a first impression. Like, oh, that's getting better and better. <laughs> what I mean, there's no distinct actual first impression mm. like I had with, like with a, Chelsea. Like a moment, a moment in time. moment in time, yeah. And literally with Chelsea and Janelle, it was literally the first time. I think with you, though, my let's call it an early impression, mm-hmm. was more more that I could, I recognized uh, in those first that first intro, I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be interesting and fun right up my alley. But also... Oh, I don't know anything about this. And you know so much, but like so much. And even there'll be times where, you know, you would mention a concept or you'd mention a philosopher as if we've all read this guy and studied him and, you know. <laughs> totally. And, 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 and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. I totally know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> We're all nodding along, pretending. Yeah. Yes, Mahila, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Intelligence, but also wealth of knowledge, like huge breadth of knowledge. But also what, and what I really enjoyed is that like you were saying just now about dialogue, like I like dialoguing, mm-hmm. you're willing to engage. And even one of the things I really enjoyed was that 
you're also willing to get engage on tangents or mm-hmm. explore things. And this is my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what the lesson's about. Mm-hmm. I just care if this is interesting mm-hmm. and what we're talking about. And so I'm very happy to go off. And, mm-hmm. and initially, you were all often, very often willing to do that with me. Mm-hmm. I'd suggest recently you've been less willing and mm. I don't think that's a change in personality. I think there's other <laughs> things that came up in, mm-hmm. but that was very much my my impression, right? Super intelligent, super knowledgeable, and willing. Mm-hmm. I think is w- willing to to talk, to explore, to 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 dig, to dive, to challenge. <laughs> and then, of course, like Janelle was noting earlier, to debate, like mm-hmm. to really kind of have that back and forth, which is kind of you know how I enjoy doing things. So. I'd say that's, we'll call it my early impression of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, thank you. No, that, I mean, the enjoyment for debates and dialogue definitely fits and uh, really enjoyed our debates <laughs> in the training. Sometimes. Also, <laughs> also, it came to my attention later that I also missed you sometimes and, and I felt that you were, you were challenging me and you were trying to agree with me. Anyways, <laughs> those, those little things that became, I became aware, uh, but I really appreciated the opportunity to engage with you. And then other people, I think, in the cohort, uh, noticing that became more willing to engage and to even to, uh, there are, I mean, Janelle, you mentioned about you learning about conflict and then people, there is still a tomorrow after <laughs> conflict. I think other people also mentioned that. And I think noticing that debate, that engagement even between us was something that other people say, oh, people can argue and debate really hard and still be friends. Yeah, such a novel concept. <laughs> <laughs> such a novel concept, yes. And yeah, I cannot appreciate this thing. I mean, I appreciate what you said about knowledge and intelligence. Obviously, I don't have enough self-distance probably to assess that. But I know that I do. I do like to read and to bring in. As the only person I know who's done a a whole year's course on Heidegger, I think that qualifies. Two years. Two years. Let let me try to disprove your point. And I always believe that you guys, when you said, yeah, we know that philosopher that you totally knew it. Now it's very hard to imagine you actually didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> We're a bunch of lies. You can tell by my bookshelf over there. Just see the books that are opened and the ones that are unopened. Mm, yeah, you have some pretty nice books. Thank you, Sal. So I first met you the fall of my first semester in grad school and like any good fall transition in Canada, they still pump the AC when it's technically cold out. So (laughs) I thought you were this incredible woman to walk into this classroom that I felt was freezing cold in a tank top. Um, So you immediately gave me lots of like fire energy. You're also wearing snakeskins boots. So I oh. knew. Oh, <laughs> wow! The I memory. like this person, Janelle. Wow, you have a fantastic memory. <laughs> I felt immediately drawn to you. I'm like, she's the coolest faculty member here, obviously. And then I kind of expected, just judging from your long flowy skirt, your snakeskin boots, your big beaded necklace, your I think you're wearing like a leather vest too, that you your lecture might fit your physical appearance. Maybe mm. stats would make any sense and we would get a very artsy look at statistical analysis (laughs) if we don't get the content at least the look (laughs) it's okay (laughs) you just like opened up and started teaching and i was like this is the most brilliant person i've ever met in my life (laughs) so it was very funny to me that this like what i would imagine a statistician to be and who you were didn't line up at all. And of course, those are very stereotype, stereotypes kind of conflicting. And the person is so much more than that. But I just thought it was so cool how how you already demonstrated this versatility in your personality and your capacity. So I was very drawn in. But I also immediately felt inferior in your presence in terms of my intellectual capacity so there were a couple moments in stats class that I was like I don't think I'm gonna make it (laughs) just not sure about this class I don't know what I'm doing that's not about you Janelle I think everyone has those moments in stats classes (laughs) so I experienced you as like incredibly incredibly sharp and then I think I saw a lot more of your your softness come out when we started doing existential training and you were really able to 
have encounters with people or really see them in their essence with such a kindness and a regard for their dignity. I grew to trust you really, really fast. Definitely were somebody in the faculty I always had a lot of trust in and still do. And so, yeah, my, my impression with you, I think you challenged, similar to Zav, you both did this with me, is you very much challenged my understanding of what conflict does in relationship. And and so there were, I think you and I had, had a couple of rubbings or like little spats or whatever. And you never, you the next time you saw me, it was never a thing for you. And it wasn't that it was mm-hmm. like not an acknowledgement that we had disagreed, but it was just mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter. I still like you as a person. Mm-hmm. So that was that was incredibly restorative for me, actually. Very important in my development in learning to trust other people. Yeah, and I still experience you as by far one of the most brilliant people I've, I've come across. So I really, really enjoy dialoguing with you, for sure. Oh, thank you so much, Janelle. I appreciate that. I'm very moved. And on the, so that I also um, try to be authentic <laughs> here and who I really am, I'm I don't feel for myself on the inside uh, uh, that obviously brilliant and everything that you said. So I think for myself, I've always struggled with a little bit of, you know, shyness, uh, lack of self-confidence, which I know it's really hard to imagine. <laughs> it doesn't come across, but it is true that I, uh, I all the time feel that I have so much yet to to know, to develop as a person in myself. So it's always, yeah, the desire, the striving present there so I I but it's I I guess it's good to to receive some of these impressions and to take them into account and take them seriously so I also find myself more comfortable receiving the, the impression that I used to be even my in my own training for example when we did something similar so yeah thank you Mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting too to add that each of us seem to have a bit paradoxical natures in who we are because mm-hmm. I would also say I agree with Chelsea's you're mysterious and then at the same time you're incredibly transparent and genuine mm-hmm. there's always yeah. I think the term that would go around in our cohort is you always know where you stand with Mahila you always kind of know where she's at like you don't have to really guess and that developed a sense of trust we also didn't know very much about you personally so there was a lot that was mysterious so it's kind of cool to see in our impressions of of each other that there's these as is true i think for most people paradoxical natures that come into play the word i would associate there is sincerity right so Mm. even even Mm -hmm. if you don't know everything Mm -hmm. you what comes across and what is said is is always sincere which Mm -hmm. suggests from you yeah there's a genuineness but as as you guys were giving your impressions, I I did actually have a metaphor come to mind oh. for Mahila. <laughs> yeah, and what I was picturing was the eye of a storm because I experience you both as the storm and and the eye of the storm in that there's this life force and this energy and this vitality and power that I feel you possess. Mm -hmm. And I think that also comes through like even how Janelle was describing your clothing, like you're very expressive and Mm -hmm. colorful. But then I also have this core eye of the storm experience of you that is so safe, so Mm -hmm. grounded, quiet, trustworthy, and and safe, I think ultimately. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that was the image that came to mind. Mm -hmm. I I think that's a great, Mm -hmm. a really, really great metaphor. Thank you. Yeah, I have a feeling that this will stay with me. I mean, your comments and your um, impressions. So it's um, yeah, kind of hard to continue after this. It might be maybe worth kind of just speaking to what we've done here, because in some ways, somebody listening to to it might go, well, you guys have just kind of just mm-hmm. given each other compliments the whole time here, and which is true and we like each other this mm-hmm. is the reason we we're doing this together we we value each other and and so of course but certainly from my perspective what we've been doing here is is the f- one of the fundamental pieces of maybe developing an authenticity of contrasting and comparing how i feel inside versus how i exist in that in in the outside world how others perceive me and this is why kind of groups and group work, like group psychotherapy, mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. often so valuable because we start to be able to see ourselves differently or see parts mm-hmm. of ourselves that 
have we remained hidden or parts of ourselves that, yeah, this is that Jungian shadow kind of thing that we don't maybe like or we think isn't. Mm-hmm. We don't like, not because we don't like it, but we, we've been told that we shouldn't like mm-hmm. it. We've, it's been imposed upon us. And so it's, it's something that, that I learned about before I started doing any psychotherapy training in a previous master's program on human rights law. And it's called the Hegel, in, and I haven't read Hegel entirely by any stretch of the imagination, and not even a little bit, just a tiny piece. But he has this, this idea that's called the theory of recognition, and essentially that we can only achieve what he calls full personality through seeing ourselves reflected through mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. So almost as if, in, in my mind, the image that came up for me was that people are mirrors for us, mm-hmm. right? And so they don't reflect us. Sorry, we don't see ourselves in them. We see our refl- a reflection of mm-hmm. ourselves in them. And then somehow between all of those things, we, we really get a sense of who we are. And, and I'd say that's the kind of authentic self that we, we're maybe going to be talking about as in, in authenticity. I was, the mirror metaphor like rem- reminded me of a book by Ram Das, like he's a spiritual teacher, and he also spoke about yeah, in even in therapy or spiritual practice, it's so important to find a clear mirror, an accurate mirror, someone, um, a spiritual, I don't direct director or like therapist who is clear enough or clean enough that can reflect your image back, not their own problems and issues uh-huh. right so it's like it's really important to to find clear mirrors to see mostly ourselves and to take back that image and then integrate and reflect on it so that's why it's so important to as therapists i guess to to clean ourselves and to clear the mirror that we offer to each other and to clients mm. yeah i think that's a really really beautiful note to end on today that image that you just gave there it's sitting with me in ending today's episode we are going to invite you to think about who in your life is a clear mirror for you and if you have someone what does it feel like to be clearly reflected for who you are thanks for listening follow us on instagram at existentialist podcast And let us know your answer to today's existential question. To learn more about us, listen to and learn about other episodes, visit our website at existentialistpodcast.com.